Jody, uh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the uh, Traveler Mockery podcast. It's going to be a hot one because we've already seen each other for a couple of days and talked all the stories through. But, um, mate, it's uh, been a week where a lot of things happened. A lot of highs been... and a lot of lows, isn't there? Do you reckon you've got more lows or more highs? Uh, probably more highs. What do you reckon? I've definitely got more lows. Really? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. It was quite an intense week. An intense week. Yeah. Start us off then. What was yours? Well, um, I can't even remember what happened before I drove down to uh, Nice. Oh, your drive it, down was horrible, wasn't it? It was absolutely horrible. So I um, I had a, a stag of a friend on Thursday that I had to be at. So um, I could only drive down on Friday. And it's at 13 hours and something on the uh, nav. The high was the uh, car though, wasn't it? The high was the, high uh, was the car that the you convertible. Got. It was all right. that was good, but the thing was, in Switzerland, I got stuck in a tunnel for three and a half hours. I remember at some point we weren't moving at all. I fell asleep. Someone knocked on my window when I could like move a little bit again. Um, in the end, I had to make a, a stop in Italy to like sleep. It was eleven in the evening. I wasn't going to make it to Nice, and I still had to go for another three hours and then the next day uh, i arrived somewhere just before the pro pro briefing oh, like, at the end of the pro briefing at, at so the end <laughs> bearing in mind guys this is on the friday when he had a 13 hour drive and 13, the Iron Man, i ended up doing a 20 hour drive supposed to be friday. 13 no, supposed to be 13 all right yeah and the iron man's on uh, sunday and you didn't even make it so the day before on saturday the day before an iron man he wasn't even in the town way yet it was still a three and a half hour drive but i was thinking but there's a chain gang coming up I'm arriving in Nice, Mr. Pro Bereaving, but I was just in time for the uh, like, what, like pro interview. And then I heard, I am doing the race on the gravel bike and you change your plans or something. <laughs> like, what the I... hell was that about? <laughs> so originally I was going to use the gravel bike and Tom was going to ro- use the road bike and we were going to have a little bit of a handicap thing where we were going to see if I could hold uh, Tom off using the gravel bike. And then was it going to be up until like 10Ks of the run? So I had a bit of a chance on the run to try and claw back a bit of time. Um, which would have actually been really funny, but I didn't um, get the get an Argon gravel bike until too late. And then a couple of people were like, "You can't use the you can't use your old light speed bike. You know, you're sponsored by Argon. It wouldn't look good." So I was like, mm, "Yeah, that's kind of a bit of a point." So um, Tom then unfortunately got the short straw. So the short straw, he got the. But we the, thought you were going to use the, road wheels, didn't we? We were going to try yeah. and help you out of road wheels, but then there was a massive problem with the road wheels because we forgot that my road bike SRAM 12 speed. And uh, the gravel bike was well, Shimano 11. We forgot about that till like 11 in the evening or 12 in the evening before the race. Was it? No, wasn't, no it was the day before at Racken, wasn't it? Uh, it was the same day, the Saturday, because remember at Racken, uh, that was when you told oh, me. It was, and at, Racken, it was yeah. at Racken. And then I said, how come you haven't got the road wheels in? And my dad's been, oh, it's got a 12-speed tram hub, so it wouldn't fit. And we were like, oh, right. And then you looked uh, in a bit of shock, didn't you? Like, oh, shit, I'm not only am I riding a gravel bike, I'm actually going to have to use uh, the full-on gravel tyres. So, at first, four days before that, mind you, I wasn't doing anything at all. Like I was just thinking I'll do a bit of training and then we'll start the stack party. Then I thought we'll do, because you pursued me to do like the swim and the bike. Ended up doing it on the gravel bike. Arrived there, no nutrition, nothing. So I had to sort my nutrition plan out. I didn't want to spend 50 euros on the expo because it was flipping expensive. I thought like, I'm going to be six hours on a gravel bike anyway. So I just bought a whole lot of Harry Bow and all you, that. You taped, taped it to your bike. Have you got any pictures of that as well? Yeah, got some He'll pictures. He'll post some pictures up on the mockery. It's on the travel mockery. Yeah, it's on there. I don't even know if it's on there. 
but it was quite funny in the morning when uh or when what when about we... the night before when they were like when they were like giving you a bit of a be- when they were saying oh there's a pro wrecking his bike and he's riding it on a gravel bike <laughs> and you were getting well, serious messages of people saying why have you got a gravel bike that's not going to be the fastest choice when you're like thinking <laughs> people that you were, were doing thinking it like i'm seriously like that is not a fast bike you can't do it on a gravel bike i said well fancy my chances and to be fair you said if you beat a pro I'll take you out for dinner yeah. and all that. And we'll get to that in a bit. Did you beat a pro? I beat a pro, mate. No way. And I've actually beaten three pros, if you take into consideration. You're one of them's me, you can't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is you. <laughs> so that's a sneaky uh, free little meal. But um, yeah, that was my uh, first low, mate. The the long drive, the long drive. What about you then? Um. So my first, my first uh, low, I'm trying to think. Jesus. Um, was um oh probably the the course to be honest um on the on that race course like um we did a recce you weren't you weren't there when we did the swim were you like a few days Mate, before the race I were you went, i wasn't there i so was I there a, on saturday at lunch so i did a recce a few days before the race and um i tried to go for a i, I went for a swim in the uh in the sea it was rough as anything i was like bloody hell this is bad i was put in my wetsuit did two laps of this like 500 meter loops about 1100 meters in the end um, and it was so hot, I had to take the wetsuit off. Uh, then I swam the rest of it in uh, normal swim swim shorts. And I was like, God, this water is hot. It's going to be non-wetsuit, 100%. So I said to Tom, I think it's going to be non-wetsuit, mate. Like, we need to get a swim skin. I didn't have one because originally one, I wasn't going to do the race properly anyway. Like, I just tried to talk Tom into it and was like, let's just do the swim, the bike, and we'll do 10Ks the run, like we said on the podcast before, didn't we? Mm-hmm. But then we kind of changed our minds. I said, like, oh, you change, I, you yeah, I said, I'm going to, I'll take it more seriously. I'm going to do it. I think I could get a result. And Tom was like, oh, man, that means I've got to do it as well. <laughs> like, and he's thinking, oh, I'm going to have to do a whole Ironman, horrible course, and I'm going to have to do the bloody bike on the uh, gravel bike anyway. It turns out that there was, um, the race was wetsuit legal swim because of the jellyfish, wasn't it? And uh, I haven't seen it for like I didn't see a jellyfish. I think I might have got stung a couple of days before my head, but it wasn't that bad. It was like, just like a little sting. Um, I don't I think it was a jellyfish anyway. Maybe it was not, uh, <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> but I did the uh, in the race, I had a really good swim, got out in the chase group, or I say the chase group was like the lead pack. Like, Rudy von Berg was two minutes ahead and clear, then second to like eighth place. We all got out of the water together, and I was thinking, oh, game on, this is I'm, I'm in for a good result here. I was absolutely roasting. Um, <laughs> oh, first of all, actually. In the morning of the race, can you remember I was changing the wheels, weren't I? And they're trying to disqualify me. Is this already the main subject of the week or just the lows? All right, yeah, all right. Um, so, and then, um, yeah, basically, my low was on the mountain climb, flipping, boiling, mate. I felt like I was going to be sick. Well, we'll get to that in a bit then. We'll get to that in a bit. I haven't got too Do many you- lows then. The highs are, well, I'm on uh, stag party and we're having a good laugh. Um, com hunting today, weren't we? That is a massive high. Com that is hunting. a massive that high. A com hunting. One. That's going to be a bit more of that later as well in there because uh, someone was saying to us about the bullshit buster, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, It's a good one. By the way, if people want to watch this on YouTube, they can right now. They can. We're putting these up with videos on YouTube. So um, if you don't want to listen, but also want to watch for like under trainer, yeah. they can go on there. Get on there and watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you think it's fun watching it? Um, I don't know. I, to be honest, I wouldn't normally watch a podcast unless I was on the trainer. I don't have even to be listen to any podcast. Don't Do you? you? Mate, I like the true crime ones. Really? But yeah, but like, um, I listen to some triathlon ones, but like, um, mainly the true crime. But they're a bit gnarly. You know, sometimes <laughs> you feel a bit depressed when you listen to them because they're like, <laughs> I've not clue. never really? listened to any. All right. So, um, before we go off to the main subject of the week, I'm Anise, mate. Um, 
I want to talk about Challenge Roth this weekend. Challenge Roth, Coming the big off. units racing. And that's, I've got one high, mate. What? Well, we can we can go, come to that later on. Big units racing against Jan Fredino. What do you think? I think in a fair race, if there's no motorbikes in this race, I think it's going to be closer than what people think. I would say if it's a fair race with no motorbikes, Jan Fredino puts four minutes into Sam on the swim. Three and a half, four minutes, do you reckon? Yes, yeah, say he swims forty six. Yeah, yeah. Five so, minutes. I, I reckon less. It's a yeah. fast swim. They start okay, the sub right. nine age groupers with the pros, so you get a massive front fast, mm-hmm. like a big front pack, and the second pack's also quick because some of the age groupers don't start off too quick, but they might still swim fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. So you can so say Sam swims fifty, Jan's probably not going to swim any quicker than forty six. No. He? So he's going to so it could be three and a half minutes. But the problem is, if you don't get the motorbikes, like I remember doing that the last time I did it, I think it was twenty eighteen maybe. Um, Got out of the water. I was literally, mate, 40 to 50 seconds off the front. Like, really? I was in the front pack until 3K, 3.1K, and then lost 45 seconds in the last, like, 600 metres. So you could smell that Lee kayak. You could taste mate, it. Mate, I could see it. I was there for ages. That must be your high, because you made the front pack in Nice, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. That was my high, yeah. And then it went downwards from there uh, <laughs> <laughs> very quickly. But, rough. But, yeah, so um, I could see him getting out. Then I got out and uh, they literally got the motorbikes and the gap just went boom, like huge. Like, and you could get, you know, when you get splits and you're going along and it's like one minute behind, you're three <laughs> minutes and you're like flipping neck. I'm pushing like awesome watts, five minutes, seven minutes. And you're like, oh, what the hell is going on? Like, I yeah. literally can't do anything more. I don't know what power I'd have to do. And then obviously some people get dropped by the lead group and it cut, they come back to you. Mm-hmm. But the guys, that only takes like if two or three guys stay with the bikes or even just one guy, then yeah. he gets a huge lead and then that's it. So if it ends up being like that and there's a bit of a big motor, motor cycles at the front, then I can see Jan Fredino putting seven or eight minutes into Sam on the bike, four minutes on the swim, cruising the run, winning by eight to ten minutes. But I'm curious to see because um, fair race. I could see Sam catch Sam up to Jan is and then awesome over the half. But I like to see him pull up a great forward distance because he's got the potential. If you see him doing in training, like he, he could pull up, yeah, some, get runs in training. But I'll tell you one thing though: with Patrick Lang, if he's swimming back to what it was he has done before, yeah, could potentially get out with Jan. Mm-hmm. And then if he is with them and they get the motorbikes and Patrick gets it as well. Jan would have a massive battle because who's going to run the best out of them two? It's going to be his first full distance since uh, Kona 2019. No, he did Tulsa in uh, 2021. No, I mean, yeah. Oh, Jan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so a lot's changed. Three years. Is he as strong as what he was? We've only seen him in a few races. like And like Cons Cup was one, but there was only against two others. Can't really count that. Miami. January I can tell year. you that um, if you want to know what it feels like to get the support of Jan Ferdino during Roth when he was on the hunt of that world record, like when he was on it, when he knew he was almost going to get it, like the whole the crowd went like mental, do an Ironman on a gravel bike. You said the support was incredible. <laughs> what about the low, turning your power meter off? Yeah, yeah. Well, he turned, we'll get, we'll he get calibrated it. Yeah, you calibrated it and then... We just, did, I didn't calibrate it. Did you? No, I mean like, well, you connected it to your thing and then it was just depressing numbers, wasn't it? Like the speed was Well, we'll get, to, we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> um... It's just rough, really. Is there, is there much going on this weekend? I've, I've not really. Not basically, just much. that. I'm looking forward we've to that. We've been quite busy over the last couple of days, like traveling. Now we've got the stack party after Ironman Nice. What about and, the like, Terminator? The Terminator. That is a love. Terminator and Frankfurt, yeah. The wheels fell off. But he's going to have a rematch of Ironman Austria. I've he's having that. a rematch, yeah. We'll see how he does. The Terminator, former guest of the show. Literally, this guy doesn't do any rides under 300 watts. Like That's why we call him the Terminator. He does like 
six hour rides, I don't know, four by one hour at 340 watts. On the so, trainer with the heating on at 40 yeah. degrees indoors. If you want to make yeah. triathlon as miserable as possible, do a training week with the Terminator. You'll either <laughs> you, won't, be, you won't even make it. You yeah, won't make it. You'll either be flying or you'll be totally broken and thinking, less, less. Iron Man training isn't for me. Yeah, like, I that, think the last. I think yeah. you'd think Iron Man training is for you. Oh, loads of hours indoors. I saw him post up the other week. 18 hours and all average 300, over 300 watts. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, wow. That yeah, is. that is uh, pretty pretty strong riding. Pretty depressing. But, um, Joe, I'm in uh, Nice. Do you know, uh, uh, let's uh, quickly, uh, uh, do you know what's annoying about it? Like, we've done the whole bike almost together, so we thought we've both heard all the stories already. I blew but, up, mate. I blew up on the bike. Like the So we had the swim. We had the swim. Swim was wet. Swimmers we just we're we're mammals, so once we get out the swim, that's when the racing really starts. You know, swim is the warm up. Cats don't like I, water, do they? Tom and Joe don't like water. Like. I had my flipping weak arm, so I was like pedaling like like a like a baby. I was actually quite surprised I was still swimming like one or three since I had to do like bit of backstroke and all that. <laughs> like yeah, honestly. Um, but um, yeah, got out of the water. It took flipping ages. Like I mentally broke sixteen times doing that swim. Really, it was absolutely boiling. In oh, it's so hot, mate. Because the water was twenty-five degrees. You can imagine the mozzarella don't like the heat anyway. It was so. as warm as a pool. Yeah, like it what was... kind of pool? Like a hot tub? You mean? Just, no, just a normal pool, nah, but with wetsuit. With wetsuit on there, a normal pool with wetsuit. But that's still hot. I tried to swim with wetsuit oh. in Fontenay one day. Can you remember? I told you last week. You know, I was swimming like shit, so I put my wetsuit in just to make the swim set go quicker. I lasted fifteen hundred meters of that. Well, in the warm up before Nice, I only lasted 1100 meters cold boiling. Anyway, I, on the bike, I was like going all right until I got to the start of the climb. Gap was like four minutes to lead. I'm thinking, yes, this is sweet. Like, I'm just going to go up here, 340 watts. Went up there, it was hot. And then it just got, the climb was like, I don't know, was it like 14? 20K climb? Was it, well, something like that. 15, maybe 15K, say. I don't know. It went on for ages, like forever. But the aid stations were spread out every 20K. So, which is all right if you're on a descent, if you're on the flat, 20K, it's like 30 minutes, isn't it? You know, yeah. descent, it was like 20 minutes. Climb, 15K, took me 15, 50 minutes. So, it was like 50 minutes between an aid station. In 33 degrees. 33 degrees, no wind, boiling heat temperature, and you've been cooked because you've worn a wetsuit in 25 degree weather. I felt like I was going to be sick, and I was like, nah, keep pushing through, keep pushing through. Once <laughs> you get to the descent, it will cool you down. And I got further and further up. I knew the top was coming because I was checking on the Garmin every so often to see what elevation I was at. And I'm like, right. Mm -hmm. I remember the wheels started falling off when I was at like 900 meters. I'm like, I've only got 200 meters to go until I get to the top. I just felt so hot. I felt physically sick. And I just thought, I can't carry on. Like, I feel so ill. Uh, <laughs> I was so thirsty. I drank like four bottles by this point. I oh, know three bottles by, at this point. This is a probably about an hour and a half in, an hour and 40. Um, and then by the time I got to the top, I end up necking the rest of the other two that I had. So it was five bottles and the marshal gave me another one. So I had six bottles. You got one off the marshal? Yeah, because he was like, are you all right? I was like, I feel so ill, mate. I feel <laughs> really hot. And so he was like, I was like, he said, do you need anything? I said, have you got any cold water? He said, yeah, he gave me a bottle and I just I just smashed it. And then he was like, right, I've got to go. And then uh, I was like, I'll wait for Tom. And uh, some people were talking to me. Like I had loads of junkyard dogs out there. Like people. Well, doing let it. me talk you through. I'm coming out of the water. I'm running towards my bike and I'm thinking I had no clue what the hell the transition was. I didn't look at anything. Yeah, we didn't even know where the transition was, did we? Like, where, what <laughs> so I ran in? with my bike. So it was almost the last bike. It wasn't even the last bike out of the, um, from the pro rec. I what got about it. me nearly getting DQ'd before the start. Yeah, that was true. We'll talk, yeah, we'll say that at the end. Yeah, we'll say that at the end. But, but um, 
got that bike, the gravel bike, and you can imagine it's, it's along that promenade, that, that T1, and it's completely stacked with people try, it's trying to see the pros that are getting the bike. And they saw me getting that gummy bear <laughs> gravel bike, and then I ran the wrong way with that gravel bike. <laughs> and like, the gravel bike wasn't even clean, was it, as well? No, and, so it looked like you were properly gravel riding. And it, Mate, you've got also a very slow gravel bike, so you've got the endurance frame, You've got mega slow tires. If you want to have, a, you can have a fast gravel bike. So like like a, a fast trainer, like a race frame. Uh, the Pathfinders from Specialized. There's a real fast tires. Uh, you need. You've got even a up facing stem mate, like a stem that's facing up for yeah, all I the try people. And slow slow myself down, mate, yeah. so I can like so I train hard. But anyway, like when easy. I was running. <laughs> I was running wrong way, and in between barks, I could hear people saying the other way. You need to go the other way. So I ran the other way. Jumped on the bike. My first packet of Harry Bows fell off my bike. I thought, like, did you stop and get them? No, I thought, like, <laughs> no, I need to. Every <laughs> need second to matters. I'm on Joe, a gravel bike. Joe said, you need to beat your pro and you'll get like free dinner, dinner and drinks. So I got on the gravel bike. First 100 grams of carbs, like Harry Bow, all gone. Start pedaling it. Someone on a 15 grand TT bike was going past, like, at 44 k's an hour. And it was quickly, like, jumping on the wheel, three meters. If I draft any age groupers, um, yeah, I Tom's did. game plan, Thanks. I just want to say, <laughs> well, was to try and get disqualified by drafting. So no, I didn't did, want to get disqualified. At the start, I can remember, because we were like, then you won't have to do the run. Yeah, but I didn't care anyway. That was yeah, I know. That, yeah, like I know. Normally, normally, I wouldn't do the race and not take it seriously, because I wouldn't enter it. It was like, we were there, everything was sorted. You had that but bike, we you lured me into it. Yeah, because you, you, like... you lured me into it. But normally, <laughs> I I wouldn't, into it. normally, I wouldn't go to Germany for an Ironman and then fuck around. Like, I wouldn't do it. No. But anyway, um, but you were, would have been pleased if you the, got DQ'd after like eighty k's and you didn't have to do with the rest of it. No, I wanted to get a decent session in. <laughs> so I jumped. I had to jump on his wheel, and um, it was he was doing forty two k's an hour, and I had to push mega hard. But after that swim, and also after the uh, the whole ride in the car, I remember the day before we did a small run, my heart rate was like at threshold. It was so completely oh, yeah, that was tired like four minute k and phase, wasn't it? from the whole ride. And uh, I was so tired and I looked at the power and I was like, we're going up that first climb and everyone's passing me. Everyone's passing me. And I was thinking, what the hell's going on? Is my power meter under reading? It's like this. Everyone's passing me like at Godspeed. And what I was thinking, pushing? I was doing like 330, 340. And they were going like past me behind me still uh, standing still. And I was thinking, gravel bike is slow, but it can't be that slow. Till we got to the big climb, mate, they were they all got caught up by the chimp. They all got caught really? up by the chimp. Yeah, massively. So, yeah, so then the thing is as well, Tom was um, thinking the gravel bike wasn't going to be that slow. And I remember when I was in New Zealand in 2020, and that was the bike that I had to use for like a month in New Zealand because I was like, I'll take the gravel bike. It'll be all right. I'll be able to go on some trails. We never went on any trails. It was always road riding. I was riding the gravel bike. And I remember when we were in Christchurch riding with that group. Can you remember who like ripped it up? Like, yeah. One and uh, like basically this group in Christchurch, we'd go for a ride, and I remember the it was like a two and a half hour ride. In the first forty five minutes, it was so painfully slow. I mean, I was riding on the gravel bike, and I was like, "Thank God I'm riding on the gravel bike because at least I'm putting some power." And when I say some power, I was probably averaging about one hundred and seventy watts on the gravel bike. Like, we need to go. I'm not yeah. getting any. Training. Said, yeah, you were like really stressing. Yeah, you were on your TT bike, and you must have been pushing like hundred watts. watts. Yeah, 80 watts. I know. 80 watts. And I said to Tom, this is pointless. This is like, 
this is rubbish. Like, what are we doing? Like, we're wasting our time here. Like, we might as well just be sat at home. You know, your heart rate's for like 80 or 90 beats per minute. And all of a sudden... My heart rate was higher tonight eating that cheese fondue than then. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we turned, didn't we? Took a left turn, got onto the climb, and it was like attacks going left, right, and centre. And we were like, going on for two what hours. the hell is going on? And then the next hour and a half, it was like balls to the wall. And we were yeah. like, holy shit, what the hell have we just been? And I remember going up one of the climbs behind this guy, like, you know, the one who rode the track. He was riding the track for New Zealand on the um, know, pursuit or something. And he was ripping it up and he was trying to drop us on the climbs. And I remember being on the gravel bike pushing 500 watts for like the little rises. They were like two minute climbs to three minutes, something like that, weren't they? And I remember averaging like 500 watts up and I was like on the limit, just on his wheel, just like thinking, <laughs> oh my God, I don't know how many more of these I can do. And I was just like literally at the point of breaking each time. And then you get to the last climb and it's like a 10 minute climb, isn't it? But I remember riding that for like the whole four, like three or four weeks I was in New Zealand. And uh, I know Tom was thinking that it wasn't as slow as what it actually was when I was on it, weren't you? You were probably thinking but, I was overreacting, weren't you? Yeah. And then, uh, but it actually did pay off though, didn't it, for the race? But Definitely. it was funny though, wasn't it? That it was, was, it was quite funny. Tom yeah. actually caused, I would say caused, he didn't really cause it, but like there was a scene of a massive crash. Like we would have been doing these rides and like, I think it got to the point where Tom was like, fuck it, I'm just going to rip it up and rip their legs off today. So Tom started ripping it up on these little risers. It was like the rises where you're going like 40 k's now probably. So you were on the TT bars, weren't you? Yeah, there was. Yeah. I was on the gravel bike, literally sprinting and chewing the stem, trying to like hang on to like the back of the wheels. And a few of us were fighting to get onto the wheels. And they just like, they were so tired and fuck. They clipped the wheel in front, didn't they? Yeah. Two of them went down. I had to swerve around it. And it was like, holy shit. Like It was quite exciting. It was like a race but or something. Going back to IMNEs. So the first 25 minutes I averaged... 290 watts and everyone was passing me on the climb and i was thinking it can't be like that much of a depth like uh, a downside on the gravel bike on the climb or something maybe a bit like 30 watts or something oh it's way more than 30 watts because i know when i ride next to people on that oh but anyway i was, it was so demoralizing and i was feeling so drained and and i was thinking it's probably not my day because of the uh the, the car drive i'll just turn everything off i don't want to see anything i'll just go by feel like the sudden way and yeah. feel 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 the spirit feel the beat of your heart feel you? the beat of my heart and i can feel it mate i <laughs> saw you at the top of the climb and his face was white he was soaked in sweat and he looked like you looked like casper you look like casper the there ghost. was the second climb so the second climb i was catching all the age groupers up again on the gravel bike like going quite hard because i remember i was riding with this age grouper and uh, he, he was a fan of so many issues. So many people were barking. It's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I'm only human. I almost cried going on that climb. Oh that was, <laughs> I'm only human. We it's, even uh, met a friend, didn't we, as well? We yeah, two, didn't we? A couple. A couple. But first, so I came up that mega climb in Ironman France. You've got one massive climb. and goes up to like 1,200, I think, from yeah, sea level. Yeah, Col de la Cruz. Col de la Cruz. I think about halfway, I was thinking, I'm out of water. I'm out of water. How yeah. much left is it till the next aid station? Mate, at that time, I was in Ghostland at the top. I was in Ghostland, and I, you were screaming at me, but I couldn't see something. I, and all of a sudden, I was like, Joe, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that, I think that climb was, like, warmer than Kona on the bike because you're just not moving. Like, it was like there was no wind to cool you down, was there? And it was, no. like, so hot. Like, I remember seeing 33, 34 degrees uh, on the computer, and there was, like, nothing to cool you down. There was so long before an aid station. It must have been, like... 40 minutes or something between mm -hmm. them and like you're just absolutely melting aren't you yeah but anyway 
after that, we end up riding around and we end up like pissing about a bit, like riding the descent. But we rode at steady heart still, like next to each other. Well, I remember you were probably steady heart if you're on the gravel bike. Mine was like 200 watts, like on the on the road bike and that. But yours is probably a lot. You're higher. still average for the whole ride, 250 watts, didn't you? Yeah, but that was just because the first two hours was uh, pretty decent. Yeah, but um. Yeah, and the good thing was we wrote with some of the age groupers. We'd ask, what's your goal? And then they'd be like, qualify for Kona. What about Tiago? <laughs> we wrote with one of them called Tiago, and he was like, easy does it, easy does it, weren't he? And like, we were messing around a bit. At some point, he ripped it up, and I said, he's going to get caught up by the chimp, Joe. He's going to get caught up by the chimp. Well, we were going to catch him, and we never saw him again. But I did get a message with him afterwards, and he said, thanks for the encouragement, guys. He sent us a picture. We could post that on uh, the, the mockery uh, story or something. And he qualified for Kona, so that was good to see him. And then the other guy, Ryan, can you remember flying down the descents with him? Yeah. And his PB was 10 hours 50. We were riding with him for a while, weren't we? Pissing around, mm-hmm. like having a laugh and stuff. And he'd, he'd never done a good Ironman. Blew up like loads of times. Was thought he was going to run four hours in this. Ended up running like just over three, I think. And did mm-hmm. like 10 hours, just low 10 hours, 50 minute PB on that course. in that Yeah, weather. on a tough course. Yeah, yeah. that's quite good. He was, was a good laugh. He was a good fun- descender, weren't he, as yeah, well? He was. we were all flying down the descent. But the, we? the, the amount of fun I had on that day, like riding, you got the aid stations. We were like together, pissing around all day, and at every aid station, like absolutely tanking the jails and everything, getting everything off. And then, uh, um, like, riding, it was such a good day, wasn't it? It, it was, was just a good very laugh, yeah. hot, but it was. And then I, I did 10, absolutely loved it. I just and, did like 10K on the run afterwards, and I ran behind like uh, Rudy and uh, Will menacing because they were like neck and neck at that point and i was like oh, i'll do 10k of the run i thought i'll run behind them because i thought it'd be quite interesting you know quite exciting to mm-hmm. see what happens but um that will ended up um going to the loo never caught back up with rudy i was running with rudy for a bit and uh i could see the pace obviously what they're running because i just stayed behind because i thought i don't really want to run in front of him because the other guy might get a bit pissed off do you know what i mean like yeah, if yeah. i'm running in front and sheltering him from the wind because it was a massive windy day so if you're on the tailwind stretch it was pretty quick but on the headwind it was like massive headwind so i kind of just run behind and i was like uh like um uh, just see it was just quite interesting being in there and seeing how the race unfold but then i was like oh mate you should probably have a gel you know <laughs> like uh, you haven't had one for ages and then uh, <laughs> he had a gel and stuff but it was good seeing seeing uh him do his first iron man and then winning it and uh he sent sent a message saying thanks for the support so it's good to see that that um it helped someone but Joe, you said um, so. Apart from uh, I beat one pro, it was Joe. Um, going off the bike times, it's um, I'll go back. I'll I go want to know time. what other pros you beat on the bike. So it's a bit of a technical beat because what happened was um, <coughs> I stopped on top of that climb with you, and we stopped twice to take a piss because I said to Joe. Do you mind me taking a piss on the gravel bike? Because normally doing an Ironman. <laughs> were you actually going to take a piss on it then? <laughs> no, definitely not. Oh, it's got like, man, like we're just going <laughs> to like a train around. <laughs> so, so, so I, do you mind me taking a piss? I don't want to stop. He's like, no, no. <laughs> but, um, and I had to stop one time at a uh, um, ambulance because I wanted some Santa and lotion. I was burning to crisp. Casper you know? the friendly ghost. Uh... But um, apart from that, like my riding time was five hours and 30 minutes. You can see it on Strava and moving time was five hours, 37. But if you go about five hours and 30 minutes, I've mo- I've beaten like an Italian guy on the bike, like an Italian professional. And he was on a slick TT bike. And it was 10 minutes off two other pros. Wow. It's quite crazy, isn't it? Like I was think, I'm thinking then what are they? Uh, so Rudy van Berg wrote four hours, something like almost 45 minutes, 50 minutes quicker. That's like shitloads. 
But um, it's crazy to think that Tom on a TT bike would ride like that as quick as on a gravel bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. What? Yeah, it's crazy. Like flat tire or something. God knows. I like, yeah, that's, uh, I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. Because we were like messing around means... talking as well. Free lunch? No, dinner? Yeah. yeah. And drinks? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, by the way, we're in Chamonix. So Stack Party started off at Imanis and I had a nice little Strava hunt today, didn't we? My lungs that's why I keep coughing on this, because my lungs from that like segment that we went for, like my my chest is like uh I've done something to it. It does feel like that. Yeah. So yesterday we I feel like um, I've been smoking for this is the thing. If you already see each other the whole week, you, you have talked all the stories through. It's more like a storytelling now, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit annoying. But um so we do in the stack drive from from Nice. Then we went to Alpe d'Huez, and right when I was in Chamonix, there's also where the UTMB is, the Ultra Trail. We want to do UTMB. We need Hoka to be able to get us a place into it. What are we thinking? Probably the hundred k, hundred sixty k's would be a bit too much, wouldn't it? I don't know if I've got hundred sixty k's around Mont Blanc. I don't even know if I can I mean, do hundred k's around the Mont Blanc. Mate. Yeah, well, I don't know if I could do that. But Four we'd or give five thousand meters of elevation. Six thousand meters, mate. Six thousand. We'd give it a go, there, wouldn't we? We'd give it a good crack. Mm, yeah, I think we, I think you could secretly, as an Ironman athlete, do pretty well because you've got the endurance, got the endurance, you've got the strength, you've got the minerals. You can take Morton gels. I can't take them, mate. It makes me want to puke. <laughs> they make me so nauseous. They do make him nauseous. What about um, Harvey though? You even had to have a Morton gel driving in your car. Tom was driving in the convertible, like he says. It was boiling hot. No, he didn't actually had it, mate. Did he not? No, he oh. hit it at a parking lot. I told oh. him he couldn't eat in the car. Really? So that yeah. was why he didn't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought he was uh, he was gonna have a, he had a Morton gel in there, but Tom's really really uh, strict strict to this Got to keep it clean. But anyway, um, yeah. So we're right now in Chamonix, needing Mont Blanc. You you reckon it, you'd be able to do it? Don't you think you need some specific training, like long runs, sixty k runs? Just go into it, no, just go into it, just uh, see what happens. You don't think you got like injuries? Uh, nah, so you probably nah. more likely to get injured running sixty k in training. But one thing I would say... What's the difference between 60Ks in training and 100K around the Mont Blanc in a race? Because if you do the 60Ks in training, you've done all that and you've still got to do the 100K Mont Blanc. Whereas if you just do the 100K Mont Blanc, you haven't done all the other 60K training <laughs> runs. Like, I'm not sure. I think the descending... Brute force and ignorance will get you through the run, race. Whereas brute like, force and ignorance will, won't get you through the swim. There isn't no swim. There's <laughs> 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 an Ironman. Yeah. But... um. The good, and the good thing is, there's actually decent coffee in this town. What's happened? Holy moly. I, I, for, for a second, I thought it wasn't recording. Is that it was, recording? Yeah, it is. Oh, we've got new software, but that was a heart attack. <laughs> Did you actually think that wasn't recording? <laughs> I thought it wasn't recording. If that recording, weren't recording, I was going to be like... like Looking at it, it's a bit sorry. When you went to that, I, I looked and I thought, <laughs> if I ain't recording, I ain't repeating this all over again. <laughs> what, what, you were already had a bit of a, a mute, weren't you? Like recording the whole thing. Yeah. But I, I, but there's actually decent coffee in Chamonix in there as well, from what we're saying. What do you think? But you really want to do the trail? I would do it if I could get a place. Like, just to see what it's like. You should get Pepe then to do some of the cool videos. Yeah, but that, that would be awesome. But I'd give it a go. Wouldn't you give it a go as well? Just to see. I saw the videos of it. There's thousands of people that all start together. It looks mega. How many people do you think you can beat? Oh, I don't even know. Like, I was terrible in hell. Would you think, would you think top 50? Oh, I'd like to think I could get top 50. Top 20? Yeah, I'd like to think I could get top 20. What about the mozzarella? 
I reckon the mozzarella could do it, yeah. Top 20. You've done the SAS training, mate. You've been putting stress positions for 24 hours. <laughs> like, you've, yeah. What do you reckon? Could the mozzarella do it? Could he get around 100K? Could he top 20? Are we underestimating it? Are the trail runners beasts? Like, <laughs> no clue. Yeah. How quick do they run downhill? We're all right downhill. I do think if you would do something like that, you'd have quite a couple of lows the next day. Oh my god, I'd have loads of lows getting up the hills. Like I, I didn't go up the hills very well, like them long, long trail. Hills. What if it's trails like that, thirty-two degrees? I'd be totally fucked. Like I'd lose so much time. <laughs> um, I don't even know how quick they run up it. Like if they're doing a hundred k race, what kind of speed? Their record is six minute k pace on the hundred k one. Six That's average, pace. isn't it? Average, yeah. So. I mean, I, I I would actually be out for wrecking. Like, if we was out here for a bit longer, we haven't got much time in Germany. I think we've only got, like, tomorrow's the yeah, four day. Yeah, we're going yeah, rafting. Tomorrow, yeah. um, but I would love to love it if I was out here for a bit longer to just wrecky, like, a 20K section from the race, you know, and just see what a the trial is. 20K section of the Mont Blanc, 18K? No, like, of the trial race. Oh, right, like, yeah, And just yeah. see what kind of pace they do and just, like, do it fairly hard, like, mm-hmm. and just see how it compares to get an idea of what kind of pace they're moving at. And mm-hmm. then you'd get an idea, wouldn't you, of, like, how you could do but i honestly have no idea but it do, it could be like a lot of fun bit like the uh, the ironman in uh, in nice really like uh, I, I that was an awesome day of training it's cool that you have and got the aid stations and so many people like so many age groups i had such a laugh on yeah the yeah no it was awesome um there was even a guy on the course he was saying like You've lost 20 minutes to lead pack, Tom. 20 minutes to lead pack. I'm thinking like, mate, you know what kind of bike I am? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> All right, I'll dig a bit deeper. I'll get towards <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, you just don't worry, mate. I'm planning to put, I'm planning a strong second half of the race. Yeah, I'm pacing, I'm pacing it. Yeah, but you, uh, yeah. you turned your power meter off, didn't you? Yeah, so in, you in the said... beginning, because everyone was going past so quick. And I was you thought thinking, it was demoralizing, didn't you? Yeah, I was thinking like, this thing is, is I've got, I'm on a bad day. I don't know what it is, but then, they they all wrote with the chimp, mate. They all wrote yeah. with the chimp. It's crazy. Yeah, they always do. Um, bullshit buster, Joe. The I bullshit have got buster. a bullshit buster. Someone said it in oh, today. I've got an awesome stru- uh, uh, sauna battle one as well. Have you? Yeah, a what? brilliant one. Where's the story? Let me get it. Hold on. Just uh, tell us about the uh, the bullshit buster. We'll do that. All right. I'll, First, uh... we'll do the uh, the bullshit buster. So the bullshit buster is because. We just did here in Chamonix. We looked up two segments in town, two grim climbs. One was 800 meters, averaging uh, almost 11%. The other one was 400 meters, averaging 20%. And we want to go up it. And um, well, we did it. It was, uh, would you say it was tough? Um, it was brutal. Like, um, I basically look for when I go to these places, when I go, when I go for like Strava segment ones like Strava hunting uh, in a new place. My my uh, tactic is to look for these really hard anaerobic grim ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, Something just really flipping grim. Not something that's like 20-minute segment that like hardly it's anyone does. for too long. You want to dig yeah, in. Yeah, I just want yeah. something where it's going to like really put you on, put you in the hurt locker um, and it's like over and done with in a short period of time. So... Um, but this one, so we looked up this one. The, 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 the first segment was the record was the record was three minutes forty-five. So three minutes forty-five, it was just under eleven percent average gradient. And when we did the recce, we did five and a half minutes. No, so it was first, actually a bit over that, I think, wasn't it? Or was, was a bit it? like five hours, five minutes and forty seconds was doing the record, and the heart rate was already like way up. Mine was one fifty mine got up to one fifty for the recce, so it was like basically like temp what I'd do if I was doing a tempo run. And I was thinking, and you were saying 
the uh, record is 345. I think we can do it. And I was thinking, I said, no way, no way that we can, we can beat it. Like that is. Did more... you generally think no yeah, way? I 100%. was like pretty confident. Like after that recce, I was like, yeah, we can definitely get it. Oh, we got it. <laughs> yeah when we got it i remember I... 327 and you did 325 yeah it was close in the end i knew you were behind me because my plan but i was surprised you were that close if your heart rate if you were finding it that hard on the recce you must have pulled out the bag because uh if your heart rate was that high in the recce it but didn't it... go much higher for the straight segment no it did not no but my heart rate went like 20 beats higher for the segment dude but the thing was so the segment it was like it what it went on and on. If I was in, in it, bloody it trunks in like speedos, <laughs> a horrific like two piece top. What my friend gave me and some balls, some airy balls hanging out, weren't I? That kept yeah, getting caught we, in my we legs. gave him a, like a stack outfit that he had to wear. The pictures on the triathlon marquee. Yeah, them balls kept getting caught in my legs when I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That, that, you can't say that slow you down. But um, <laughs> yeah, towards the end, you were fading. You were fading. But I was my whole body was tintling, mate, from the lactate. My oh whole my body God. was shivering and tintling. I was thinking. Shall I put in a dig? It's only two seconds. If you get it towards the end, I was thinking if I do that, my heart rate was pounding, but it, it, I don't think it was my heart rate that was giving up. It was my body, mate. I yeah, think I'm like, I'm going to faint. I'm going to faint if I do if that. If you would have gone past me, I don't know if I could have done anything because my legs had so much lactate. My arms, I could even feel it in my arms, like, all the way down my arms. And uh, <laughs> If someone tells you, what does LT3 That was an LT3 like? and I was in the K-hole and I was in the K-hole <laughs> for minute 20 because I went out and I thought, right. <laughs> minute, second 20. Well, well, I remember being like, I remember thinking, right, three and a half minutes. You went out with a chimp on your shoulder. Did I go up way too hard? Yeah. Did I pull away from you at the start then? Yeah, you were like way up ahead. Was I? Yeah, you were. Because I didn't feel like I was that. I thought we were like pretty much together because I could hear someone behind me. But I remember going out what I thought I could hold for like three minutes 40. But I think the hill, because it, the, them steep hills put you in the shit really early on, don't they? Yeah. And I remember like getting to a point and I thought, right, I'm not going to look at my watch until I'm like pretty fucked. And then I'll probably only have a minute left and I'll be out, right, a minute left. I'll just give it everything. And I remember looking and I was like, looking at the watch, I'm pretty fucked. I'm going to have a look. <laughs> And I, was, yeah. and I was hor- horrified to see yeah. a minute 15. And I thought, oh my God, like I've still got like two and a half minutes if I on clomp, on like compace. And I was like, Jesus, like, I don't know if I can hang on to that. I mean, that'd be like doing a track, wouldn't it? Going hard for 400 meters, being on the limit of like being totally fucked. And then someone saying to you, you've got 1K to go. Yeah. You'd be like, oh my God, like yeah. I can't keep this up for another K. And I just kept going and I, I felt like I had a gap. Like, and then I heard you start coming back, but I didn't know how close you were. And I was like, I don't dare look over my shoulder because he'll know. Sweetness. So I was yeah. like, just hanging on, hanging on. I didn't realize you were so close. Like, I knew you were close, but I didn't realize you were two seconds behind me at the end. Like, God, that you, was. You were fading. But the thing was, so you had like. I couldn't move. I couldn't move yeah. your leg properly. <laughs> you had two corners, then a long stretch bit. And I thought at the end of the first stretch, there it is. And then I like paced it up towards it. And then it was like a corner and another stretch of that. And I like, when you're in it, it, it goes on and on, doesn't oh, it? Like that, absolutely that horrendous, but it's a good effort. Like good fun. I've been coughing for like an hour after that. Yeah. And Still we had a coughing. beer at lunch, didn't we as well? I don't even remember. Yeah. That. Can you remember oh, that? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. after the cafe at that place? But um, yeah, so rather than tomorrow, that was the session. Um, so the bullshit boss race, that's why we got to this subject. Someone said, I think it's bullshit if you take a segment, uh, just specifically a segment and not really training. So, for example, he said you only can do it if it's like during a proper session or training, like a 10K yeah, run I think that's bullshit. and then a Strava segment. You can't just do only do the segment. I think you can definitely only do the segment. Like, I think the whole point of segments is 
that you fucking smash it, don't you, and go for it. Like, yeah. that's the whole point. Because the it? previous like, guy like, will go to it, will see, like, someone staking your KOM. He'll look at it and he'll see us yeah. with that thing going uh, balls out. What's the point in having it if you can only get it as part of a tempo run or a threshold run? Like, then there's no point in having segments, is there? Because, like, you're just doing a training session anyway. You're not, like, it's just, you just happen to go through mm-hmm. that segment. And then it also means that the fastest people who do a tempo run are going to get the segments because their tempo pace is faster or whatever. But then some people will sit, will still do their tempo runs way faster than what they should because they'll be like, oh, this is a segment run through here. I think a segment is fair game. You can do whatever you want oh, for right. it. You, you can yeah. taper for it. Yeah, you can taper for it. You can pick a tailwind. At the end of the day, that is your world champs, isn't it? That is your world champs. <laughs> That's what you show the people. When I was going for this segment, I was in, I, I was like full on, like I was going for Kona, mate. Because yeah. <laughs> you could hear the baby steps of me in your background. You're thinking if this was in Kona and I was, for example, mate, Patrick Lang or something. I was dying more for that than I would if I had Jan Fredino creeping on me and like yeah. coming down like Alley Drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, holy damn. I it was probably the same it. same state as well. I was in the K-hole. You'd be in the K-hole at the oh, end of Kona, wouldn't you, as well? I, at some point, I think at 2.30, I was thinking, I think I'm, I'm like shivering like a shit in dark, half like two-third of the climb. I'm not sure whether I can make it to the I end. I think I would have found it harder to hold you off if you would have come past me on that climb than I would to hold off Christian Blumenfeld if he came past me on Alley Drive in Kona. <laughs> because honestly, I had so much lactate in my arms and legs. I physically couldn't, I don't think I could go any harder. Like, no I was, there was no game. There was no, there was no, uh, nothing no to move. Gears, Whereas no. like, if he came past you at the end of Kona, you haven't got all the lactate, have you? All right, you fucked, your hips are hurting, your quads are hurting. You could still give it a bit of a sprint, couldn't you? Yeah. I, I couldn't sprint anymore. Like this is also I'd the, have to trip, uh, I'd had to trip you up or something or block you off when you. There's also like the, the chain end. gang. We were also doing in like Girona back then, weren't we? Of like oh, yeah. trying to like drop each other. You like thinking hope um, the others and we a made a little co- bit more lactate than you. Yeah, and uh, I think like um, yeah, I think Strava segments. I think it's bullshit to say that you can only get them in a training session, and I think they're fair game. You can use them as a bit of motivation, and mm-hmm. uh, that's the whole point of them. Sometimes, like you. W- We've done it in the past where we've been knackered and you wanted to do a good session and you've used a, a Strava segment as motivation to get yeah. a few like efforts in, haven't you? you know, Dubai, like, remember, to... like we we were so tired, we were having a rest day and at the end of the day, we're thinking like there's this sneaky little segment, 20 minutes. No, uh, it wasn't even a rest day. We'd done like two or three sessions that day. All right. I remember us doing like two or three yeah, sessions. Yeah, we were feeling like really we tired. We were full and we weren't going to do it and we just smashed a load of caffeine. You had them like uh, strong things whatever they were yeah. and i had like a we had a red bull and stuff like that we had it and we were like Put on full it. aero kit Put race on. wheels and everything yeah, we, we went were... down there 20 minutes 50 k's an hour what was it proper strava wankers we had our like <laughs> race wheels on aero helmet skin suit we were like fuck it we're taking this <laughs> only this segment no. yeah all for the love of strava and then we got it and we were given a lot of abuse weren't we saying we did it in two up big fucking whoop-de-doo go and get your mates and do it in a three up <laughs> yeah. if you want i don't yeah, care five like, up. you know it's what... it's fucking strava it's fair game do you know what i mean there's no yeah. rules it's like get as long as you're not in a car or a motorbike, you know, it's human power. I once went into uh, like with Ida, my mate. He uh, rides for Bora in the middle of the night. Yeah, we went out, like came over to my place. We had a little look on Strava. We looked up all the big segments in in the Hague, and we like took all the big segments in the Hague in the middle of the night because there isn't any traffic, and it was a 74k ride in the end because we did all the recce and all the yeah, uh, yeah. segments. You've got to recce. We recce the hill yeah, today, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we, we you've got to recce it. you got to recce it. If you're going for a Strava segment, guys, the recce is as important as the effort. If it you is. don't recce, you're you not going to get it. Because you'll get home and you load it up and then be like, oh, you missed the finish. Or yeah. you started past the start. You've got, you know, you got to know how to pace it. But, a cheeky um, tip as well before you do that, Strava live segments if you have it. 
the premium member. I never use that. Oh, mate, on a bike, it's a game changer. Is it? It tells you like when you're approaching it, when you're within 100 metres, it'll be like five seconds to go, four seconds to go, three. And then yeah, but it's annoying, you... but every time if you go again, like just for an easy ride, and you pass the segment, it's going to be like five, four, three. Yeah, it will do that. But then when, but then uh, at least you you normally only favourite for your favourite ones, don't you? Yeah. Like yeah. kind of thing. I've got it in front row on a couple. One of them, what I'm trying to get is uh, what I wanted to get, but I didn't have another chance after last time, is Martin Van Reel's Descent. Oh, yeah. This little one. There's sneaky one in the little, Netherlands. Sneaky little Belgian there's one in the Netherlands I want to get. Well, there's two yeah. actually. One is I, I'm definitely, uh, two of them I'm definitely going to get. They're like along the coast. They're out and backs. There's like mini, they're mega oh, honest. Oh, that's a good one then. Yes, out and backs are mega honest. The other one is around, it's called the Ringvaart. Is I think 80Ks over a big road, and it's a very, like... And I'll tell you one thing with Strava as well now, how you can see if people are being little sneaks, little snakes as well. Um, It tells you the weather when you look on their rides. So, Uh like, you can see, like, if it's been, like, there's a climb climb I want to get in Norfolk, Beacon Hill, so I say climb, it's like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, 1,200 metres at, like, 6%, something like that, so it's nothing massive. And you can see the person who's got it done in, like, a 25 to 30 kilometre an hour north wind. The climb goes north to south. But, so you can see it. So we can't even say, oh, no, there wasn't any wind. It's like, mate, like it says, the wind was 25Ks on your yeah. Strava. Like you've done it in a massive tailwind. That's what I want to get. But so you can see that. So you've got to do your research. People pick weather. That's a bit sad if you it's, just pick the weather specifically for Yeah, that's like, like the storm hunters, the storm hunters. Like you've just got to go out, whatever the weather is, you kind of take it on the chin. Yeah, but you're you? not going to make it on like a massive headwind. If it's like... No, you're not going to make but it. But the fairest comes... Are the ones that's like either a loop out and back that kind of stuff, just a one way KOM. It's so. good motivation, even if you do, even if you don't get yeah. in it, and you still get a decent session. In definitely, it. definitely. So, is just taking a KOM bullshit, Buster? No, I think it's good. I think it's good laugh. It's good laugh. It's good training. All right, um, Instagram post of the week, Joe. I think it's I'll you be- just wearing that the balls out thing. The UTMB recce. UTMB recce. Um, yeah, I think that's it. The UTMB recce. Check it out. Oh. Tom's going to post it up on uh, the mockery one. He's having a bit of a fit now because the computer's going uh, a bit crazy and he's thinking, is it recording? Is it not? He's not sure. Yeah, because it's not connected to the Wi-Fi anymore. Is it recording then? I'm not sure. Shall I stop it? Yeah.